What's going on, guys? Yabba dabba doo. Oh, man. What's happening, everybody? Ugh. Hey, <coughs> thanks for coming to hang out with us on another edition of Top Shelf Tuesday. I'm Big V, or Top Shelf with Big V and Zach. <laughs> uh, I'm Big V. I'm Zach. And that's Stuart I'm in the back, or in the front, or whatever. Wow. I'm in another, <coughs> I'm in, the, in the new studio. Look at this. What? Already, just getting, just getting started. Where'd it go? Already got to ban somebody. Why? Official Grand Flora. Check him out. Fire. Oh, man. Gotta love it. Just ban him. See you later. Peace yep. out. He's gone. Oh my God. <laughs> People are so stupid. <coughs> oh man. It's ridiculous, man. What's going on, Mike? Dalton? How's everybody oh, doing? Man. So yeah, so it's been a really cool week and uh, we got a lot of cool stuff. Check, to check. Uh, I had to say check the microphone working, sorry. Oh man. A lot check. of cool stuff to uh, talk about tonight, but uh, you know, mostly we're gonna go into, uh, we're gonna talk about, start this uh, plant health and wellness series, and it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be, you know, tonight I'm gonna do it live, but we're gonna do this pre-recorded, and we're really gonna try to get a lot of information in there for you guys to really, uh, <laughs> really learn so right uh, if you're tagging somebody right now tag somebody that's a new grower or needs to you know have some uh, a little um, education on plant health and wellness just overall health and wellness of the plants and we're going to cover uh, nutrient deficiency nutrient yeah. toxicity um, fungi disease yeah. all kinds of stuff just everything that has to do with the plant and growing the plant um, you know, and taking care of the plant, nursing it back to health and all that good stuff. So right. we're going to start that tonight. We've got a few cool announcements to make, and uh, we're going to make those as soon as we come back from a word from our sponsors. Yep. Cool. Welcome to Kansas City Cannabis. Your hometown, locally owned and operated cannabis dispensary. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff will guide you through your journey to wellness. Patients First is our guiding mantra and will continue to bring quality, affordable medicine to the patients of Missouri. Kansas City Cannabis Company, inspiring wellness. Now open in Kearney and Blue Springs. Coming soon to Lake Lottawana and Excelsior Springs. For location, hours, and current menu, visit kccannabis.org. Dab's kind of carrying me through. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right? Uh, right. So, yeah, here we are. Uh, I'm just going to say that this uh, KC Kush is delicious, man. 
Yeah. I love this. Stuff. The KC Kush. That's yeah. what. That's. I'm doing the Clementine Kush. Live is what I dabbed in with tonight. Nice. Um, I'm still smoking on that core stuff. I got a couple couple days ago from Kansas City Cannabis, or a couple weeks ago. A couple days ago. I think I've had it. I got it like four shows ago. So, yeah, I guess it'd be closer to a month. I'm getting ready to hit on some of this Gorilla Glue uh, caviar from Coco. Gorilla Glue? Coco Labs in a little bit. Oh, that caviar, man. That stuff is amazing oh, stuff. Oh, man, yeah. I like it. I like it for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> it's Halloween yep. time. And, uh, you know, there's that's... that's Get in spirit. Just, yes. Yeah, and that, that, that time of the year is just fodder for... Uh, you know, get-togethers and stuff like that. So yeah, we do have we got a, a few coming up. I yeah. want to talk about uh, this uh, patient first Halloween costume contest. Yeah, the Friday so, one. Yeah. Do we have a, a flyer for that to yep. come up, Dave? There you go. So this right here, where is that at down there? Can we see? One seven one seven Northwest Barrett Crossing, Blue Springs, Missouri. At the co the Cotillion. <laughs> Cotillion? Cotillion. The Cotillion. We can't read. We can write reading, but we can't read writing. The Cotillion. Cotillion. The Cotillion. The Cotillion. There you go. So anyway, that's where it's at. I'm going to be there. We're all going to be there. Yeah, we're all going to be there. This is an event. It's put on by Patients First. Yep. And this is an event to raise money to help people who need life-saving medication, yes. get the medication they need. Um, let your mind wander with that. So, um, you know, that's what it's for. And get it, get the medication they need <laughs> at no cost. That's right. our goal. Exactly, no cost. To get it to them at no cost. Now, the patient's first program has already got it to where they can get it at cost. Right, which at is cost a, which of is manufacturing. Amazing. And they've gotten the cost of manufacturing down to $32 a gram. Yep. Um, and we're working to take that even further. Yep. I, you know, that that's something that we're, you know, really trying to, really trying hard to get implemented here. But there are a lot of loopholes. Yes. You know, putting together a 501c. Oh yeah, especially when you're, manner. Dealing, so, when yeah, you're dealing so, with cannabis. It is but, extremely difficult. Um, yeah, so come out there. We are, we're looking for um, like bass, swag baskets to, if you have a small business out there and you want to promote your business and you want to donate a swag basket to the yes. silent auction or a painting to the silent auction or something that you do, a craft that you have, you want to make your mm -hmm. craft and donate it to the silent auction or not silent, is it a silent auction? The charity auction. Yeah, the charity auction. Whatever. Um, we're going to have that there, and you'll have a chance to bid on things and all that good stuff. So come out there, enter the costume contest. It's yeah. going to be a cool time, and it's going to benefit people who need FECO. 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 RSO. To, RSO. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not really RSO because no. it's made differently. Right. You Different solvents are used, but it's the same End principle. Results, the so. same. Yeah, close. so... The Cotillion. Yeah. I'm glad we have an educated individual in the house well, who can help us. We got the, the news guy. The news guy got, has to know how to pronounce that kind of stuff. He, he, does. he does. Yeah, he's got spell He does check. have spell check. <laughs> See, I saw him over there typing. He's Google like, will read any word aloud. I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. So, So yeah. So, uh, 
Oh, whew. I have my schedule here in my notes, so I got to keep track of crap. It's not easy. <laughs> no, nope. um, never is. Never, 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 never. So tonight, we're going to start it live, basically yeah. because we didn't have time to prepare the way we wanted to. So we're going to start this Who segment live. Uh, <laughs> it's been a madhouse trying to get, you know, all the stuff that we're doing right now, trying to get it going. Yeah. But we're going to start a segment, and it's going to kind of consume a good part of the show here. Um, and we're going to do it on health and wellness of your plants. Yes. Okay. We like health and wellness all around. We like health and wellness um, for our, our individual body, and we want health and wellness for our plants. And, you know, a good part of the questions that I get most of the time are about plant sicknesses, nutrient deficiency, nutrient toxicity, stuff like that. So I just thought it'd be a good idea to go and have an overview, uh, a good series yeah. on plant issues. Right, different things that happen. Different things life. that you're going to deal with. So um, that's you where might we're deal with. Yeah, so that's where we're going to start with. No, 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 no. You think you'll deal with if every you, one of these? If you've been growing long enough, at some point you're going to deal with this stuff. Okay. Okay, at some point you're going to deal with pretty much every one of these things unless you just are on point from the get-go and you never have any Right. Issues and you always never keep everything anything. dialed in, never forget anything, <laughs> right. take impeccable notes. If you're one of those yeah. people, robot. if you're not, then you, yeah, right. Robot. Right. So you are going to, uh, you're going to have some Eventually of these issues. Have yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to go through it. We're going to talk about it and uh, we're going to start from the top and we're going to start from uh, a, a place of where we don't know anything right. about plant deficiencies or anything and we're going to walk through uh the diagnostics and everything of it so uh you know that's on the menu to for tonight and um let's see i'm going to just switch my notes here because uh yeah that's where we're at tonight so uh we're going to talk about nutrient deficiencies and what they are right okay and i've written my notes down here because god knows i'm not going to remember them if i don't so um the basic idea of what what is a nutrient deficiency that my my learning experience would tell me that it's the missing certain or component component yeah, i'm getting tongue-tied that dab's pretty yeah. good uh certain components it's missing out of the soil that that plant needs to grow and be happy okay so um you know and, and that's that is a, a what a lot of people would would say back Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm going to say is that it doesn't necessarily mean it's missing out of the soil. Um, my notes here, a nutrient deficiency happens when the cannabis plant is unable to access key, a key nutrient or mineral. The key here is that when the cannabis plant is unable to access, right? So for whatever reason, it's unable to access a key nutrient or mineral essential for healthy growth. Okay. Even if your feeding program is on point, the lack of a single essential nutrient can have huge effects. Nutrient deficiencies can have a severe impact on yield and or quality of your finished product. In the worst cases, if left unaddressed, a deficiency can threaten the survival of your plant. Wow. Okay, so a nutrient deficiency is, it does not necessarily mean it has anything to do with 
with right. the fact that the nutrient isn't in the soil. The plant's It's just, just that for some it. reason it's not available to right. the plant. Right. For some reason the plant can't grab a hold of it and take it up and into itself. Right. Right. Okay. So, you know, unfortunately for those of us who, who um, grow in our home mm -hmm. and we don't do it on, on such a, a broad scale as like a, a commercial industry, right. you know, we're a little closer to our plants. Yes. And we can catch these a lot easier. Um, you know, and as we grow more skilled in our ability, you know, to cultivate, mm -hmm. we start to learn what the plant's telling us and right. stuff. And we, you know, the plant will give us signals and communicate with us if we put the time in, right. in order to learn what it's trying to tell us. And, uh, you know, so the biggest thing is to remember that, uh, you know, it, it, we have to build an in-depth understanding of the plant right. and what they require. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, let's see here. I'll go you back gotta to my notes here. You got to learn what fits their diet perfectly. Right, right. You know, and, uh, you know, the more we become seasoned in our growing, in our skills and stuff, mm -hmm. the more we learn to recognize the early signs. Right. Because that's when it's important is when we recognize those early signs so that we can look at a plant and go, hey, um, ooh, that looks like it's starting to pale out just a little right. bit. Maybe we have something going on and we can check. Especially in something like organics because, you know, take that yes. time takes, yeah. it's not hydroponics that's instant. Right. It takes a little but, time. But, you know, the thing about it is once you start seeing signs of a deficiency, it's already happened. You know, you're already into it, and no matter what kind of medium you're in, you're going to pay the price. Uh, right. There's going to be some damage done because the damage that takes place now happened three days ago. Right. It just hasn't shown up yet, and I don't care what medium you're in. Right. Um, you know, so... Uh, just a little accelerated in other mediums. And right. In some mediums than others. Absolutely. Right. For sure. So... Uh, Right now, it's uh, 7.15. Oh, it so is. So it is time for our top shelf trivia question. Yes, our top shelf trivia. Bring that trivia question up for us, Dave. All right, so. Yeah, take a little, there we go. Trivia question. Uh, well, you want to read that one? Or okay, I yeah, I can that. read this one. So this is a movie question. <laughs> yes. Okay, because we were talking about this scene in the movie. So what... Care. Oh, it, it went, went away. Hey. A little short on that one. We talked a little too much. Click it one more time. Click it one more time. There okay. we go. So bring it back up. What character <laughs> was killed by a Daewoo Lanos in the movie Pineapple Express? Who go. knows that? First one to answer that wins some probably fire genetics. Yep. Souvenirs. And, uh, and I'd sure. like to see the quote in the comments just for no prize. Yeah. But I no just prize. see the quote too if you can get that bonus points. <laughs> yeah, the quote, yeah. Oh man. That was a funny ass movie. That was a funny ass movie, so for sure. Uh but I tell you what, that's Pineapple Express. That gives me some gets me gives you some energy. That's some good shit. You like it? I a little too much. Yeah, energy. I had it several years ago and yeah. I really didn't I don't know. I'm not a big sativa fan, though. Right. Well, I can I'm tell you a, I don't I'm, have it anymore. Yeah. So. I'm not a big... I mean, for some reason, I really like the bee cookie mm -hmm. because it doesn't have that that paranoia. Right. That anxiety. Come, that anxiety of, that comes along with yeah. the, you know, whatever it is about the Ecuadorian 
varieties right. that, you know, it carries that particular profile that just makes your heart race. Right. I don't really care for that. So, but, uh, yeah, so when we, when we see a plant, we're going to get right back into this. Has any, who won? Have we got a winner yet? Don't got a winner yet. All right. No winner yet. And this wasn't even the hard one for the I night. know. Oh, man. What character got killed by the Daewoo Lanos yep. in the movie Pineapple Express? What is a Daewoo Lanos? <laughs> I got no clue. That's why you had to pronounce it. I was like, I'm not even going to try that. Huh? Sarah Heller. Sarah Heller? Sarah, Sarah Heller got it. Sarah Woo! Heller. Good job, So you got it. Yep. Who was it? Uh, that would have been... Matheson, Mr. Craig Robinson played Matheson. Okay, so you got gasoline fire feminized Ooh. from probably fire. It's tear gas times PFG. That's feminized. So that's something you don't see a lot from probably fire. He came by and dropped some of those off, and you're the first one to win those feminized here. What? So Amanda Trout used to drive along them. Oh, did she? <laughs> <laughs> you just got killed by a Deus Lamos, mother... I'll stop. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Did John, I hey, John Sharp had the quote for me. Thanks. Uh, John All Sharp right, had John. it. Of course John Sharp had it. He's sharp. <laughs> hey, we got you on... Zach, Zach's pretty clever. I have to give it to him on, on the what's changed. Yeah, oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. everybody. For sure. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be definitely tough. Okay, so, now... Now that we know what a di nutrient deficiency kind of is, or, or, yeah. or what it really is, you know, um, it's it's the inability for the plant to access right. the nutrients, whether right. they're there or whether they're not. Right. So when a plant starts showing a deficiency, or or a toxicity, or anything, if the plant starts showing anything at all, any signs of stress at all, mm -hmm. the first thing we're going to do, the first thing I'm going to do is rule out insects. Right. Okay, that's the easiest thing to do is to, to get your magnifying glass out, look at the infected areas, see if there's mm -hmm. insects. Once you, once you grow more skilled in your cultivation, you'll be able to recognize insects, though. Right. You'll be able to look at the leaf and go, okay, that's an insect. Or, oh, that's blight. Or, oh, you know, that's sephoria. That's, you know, spider mites. That right. looks like broad mites. You'll know the or telltale signs of what. Mites. Yeah, you'll be able to see that, you know. Right. So, but... Once you start noticing that your plant's stressing out and you've eliminated um, insects as a cause, mm -hmm. you know, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to, when you look at that plant and you see that it looks like a nutrient deficiency, something's going on with the leaves, mm -hmm. okay? And it's not a fungus and it's not a something like that. It's not white powdery mildew. You know, that's easy to spot, you know. You've right. ruled out that stuff because anything you can rule out visually, and we're gonna, right. I'm going to cover that here in the weeks down the road, I'm going to cover powdery mildew and funguses and diseases and stuff like that. But and, and those are actually what we're going to rule out first in our diagnostics procedures. But once we've ruled that out, the first thing we need to do is we need to find out where that deficiency is coming from. Right. And I've said it over and over and over and over again. Anybody that's asked me online, anytime I've ever told anybody, the first thing you do when you discover that your plant has a nutrient deficiency of some sort mm -hmm. is to get a good solid pinpoint on the pH of the okay. soil. Makes sense. Okay. Makes sense because, because if that's off, it's going to screw There is a up. certain range that the plant is comfortable in 
Right. Don't we have a chart, Dave? Yeah, bring it there. There you go. Okay. Can you bring that up bigger? Yeah, just pull down the center, yeah. the center one. There you go. There you go. So this is the pH chart here, and this is kind of a, a broad spectrum here, but you got about five, 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 eight, five, 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 eight there to um, right up around six, eight, close to seven, mm -hmm. with the window of where you really want it to be, in my opinion, is about 6.4 to 6.5, especially if you're in soil. If you're in hydroponics, you want it to go a little lower, 5.8 to 6.0, right. usually around 6.0. Mm -hmm. Never do you really want to get up on two alkaline sides. There's absolutely no point in that. Right. So you want to, if you're in soil, though, the way we all grow, mm -hmm. you're going to be going right around 6.3, 6.8. In that range right. is where that honey spot is, okay? All right, Dave, shoot that down. There you go. So, yeah, so knowing your pH. So there are a lot of different ways to check your pH, and there are different reasons for these different methods. So you have your runoff method. Right. Okay, where you test the runoff where you take a distilled water that's at 7.0 pH around right, there, a distilled or an RO water, mm -hmm. and you water with it, and you test your runoff. Right. See if you have above or below that. See if it's gone up, see if it's gone down, and there's a mathematical equation to figure right. that out, okay? okay? And what you want it to do is, you know, you want it to be in that range. Right. Like if you go in with 7.4, Whatever that comes, or if you go in with 7.0 water, whatever your runoff is after it's stopped dripping, mm -hmm. whatever your runoff is, is usually going to be within, you know, a tenth, you know, right there. Okay. If, if it comes out 6.4, your runoff's going to be, you know, anywhere between 6.2 and 6.6. 6. Right. 6. That's your accuracy level. Right. Okay. So that's your, your, your runoff test. Okay. But the, the thing is, is that doesn't really tell you what's going on in the root zone. Right. Or even in the uh, specific areas of the root zone. Right. That's because, more the edge, wouldn't it be? Because you're dealing with the side of the pot. Well, it's just, it, that, that's a runoff. Right. You know, that's a runoff um, of the, it, it's a combination between the water that went in and, and what comes out. So right, it's right. kind of an accurate overall reading of what's going on in the soil, but it doesn't right. pinpoint, okay? So let's say that you are up top, your mm -hmm. pH is gonna be at, let's say you go in with your pin and your pH is at 6.4, and you're like, oh, that's great, because I use a probe, a, right. a soil probe to test the pH. And it's, it, say it's at 6.8, 6 uh -huh. 6.5, what I said earlier, but then, down at the mm -hmm. bottom, the pH of the soil down at the bottom of the container could be at 5.2. Okay. Because as you water, the nutrients settle down, hmm. and it's going to become more acidic down toward the bottom, where right. most of the roots right. are going to be at. Makes sense. So your root zone could be, you know, have a lower pH at the bottom right. than it does in the middle and the top. So it's important to take readings from each section. Now, if you're in a, if you're in a pot... Mm -hmm. You can go in the drain hole right. with your probe. If you're in a, uh, a cloth bag, mm -hmm. I just put a little slit in the side of the cloth bag and go right in there and test the pH down here in the middle and then up top, and you can get a good reading and find out what's wrong. Right. Then you can work toward fixing the problem if the pH 
right. is an issue. But you have to rule out the pH before right. you move on. It's just a step in the diagnostic procedure of figuring out what's wrong with that right. plant. Is you need to, and it's one of the steps. Like you said, the first couple are figuring out if you have insects or right. figuring out if it's powdered mildew. Rule those out. Yeah, and then this is the next step. Right, what that is. And and, and the, it's a process. Yes. You know, it's a process that you go through. There, it's not magical. Right. You know, you don't just one day walk up and go, oh, this plant's blah, 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 and, it, you know, and fix it. Right. It's a process, and we have tools that help us diagnose the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so we find out, you know, checking that pH and making sure that pH is in range mm -hmm. is a very, very um, important part of the process. Right. So um, now are you saying, are you saying that, you're not well. You're you're not saying you need to pH your water before you put it in every time. What you're saying is to if you're having issues and the something's going on, you need to make sure your soil's pH. Is no, correct. I don't ever. I I don't. I very rarely pH my right. water. Right. Very rarely do I pH my water. Um, I I grow in living soil and yeah. I grow in a big enough container that my soil is healthy enough that it balances the pH. Exactly. Okay, and when the nutrients are in there in balance, then it balances the right. pH. So, um, so if you have that issue where the the bottom, of your, like you were saying, at the bottom of the soil where the root zone is has that low pH, how would you get the pH of the bottom of the soil up without raising the top? Well, you know that that is the the question there, isn't it? So yeah. um, that, it got me thinking when you said that. I'm like, well, how would you even fix something like absolutely. that? Absolutely, and that's something that we're going to go into here in just a little bit on okay. on how to kind of address these issues after after we do here our. Uh, our viewer question. Yes, it's an interesting. And then we're going to go to the news. But what's our viewer's question? Yeah, I don't even part. know if I can answer it because I yeah. don't even know what it is. I don't know if I can either. Honestly, we didn't get to talk about it much. But uh, I was hit with vertigo yesterday for the first time ever, and everything I have found leans towards CBD for relief. Any THC remedies Top Shelf would recommend from Kayla in Independence? No. Yeah, unfortunately. That's I, a simple answer, no. I, I would very much um, it, like to point you in the direction of April Hatch or yeah, Matt Cascio. Perfect. Get a hold of Matt Cascio. Is Matt on here tonight? Get a hold of is. Matt Cascio or April Hatch and ask them. That is a question for them because, no, I don't have any yeah. insight on that whatsoever. Um yeah, not my that, wheelhouse. I'm sorry, but uh, that's a hard one too. Yeah, so. because THC and vertigo it would kind of heighten it. I mean, make you think. THC kind of gives me vertigo. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I don't know if they that, if there's any good any benefits from THC for vertigo. I don't. Know I don't know. We'll I, that, again, I'm. I can't now, answer that question honestly. I, I don't if know. THCA would help. I don't know. It doesn't have a psychoactive. Maybe. Maybe THCA, so maybe yeah. just, you know, get Eating you some it. flour and dip it in some, some ranch. Uh, ranch dressing. <laughs> oh, just munch it on it, you know. Yeah, there you go. That's what I would do. Try it, I mean. That's what I would do. We are not doctors, so just to put that out there. That's not doctoral <laughs> advice. But you can dip it in ranch dressing yes, and eat it if it's, you know, if it's dry, it gives it a little bit mm. of uh, moisture, helps it go down a little better. But, yeah, so... Uh, for sure, I, I really don't have any input on that at all. I wish I did. Um, vertigo sucks. Yes. I had vertigo, and uh, I couldn't tell whether I was really stoned or whether I had vertigo. Um, for a little while there, I would, you know, 
vape or smoke and John John uh, Vanny has a great comment. One hit, two hit, three hit floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll cure your vertigo yeah. and a little bit more. Oh man. Let's keep Love that it. one going. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Huh? Right. So yeah, I have absolutely no idea. No. So I can imagine that being a pretty scary ride for a while. If you, and you got the like, um, could you imagine a sativa on with that vertigo on top on ver of that? Vertigo, yeah. Because uh, I was smoking bee cookies and I had vertigo. Oh man, that would be a ride. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it's it's pretty pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I One guess if ripping you, onto yeah. the chairs, white oh, knuckling I don't know. it. It wasn't really <laughs> that bad. Into that sort of thing. I mean, to me, the vertigo was just feeling like you know. It was. You remember that old underdog cartoon? Underdog cartoon. He said, "I feel fine when I sit down, but when I stand up, things spin around." That's what it was like for me. Oh, it didn't man. really spin. It was just kind of like I had a little bit to drink. Huh. Maybe recommend some positional therapy. Positional therapy. Yeah, huh? that's the treatment for dog down, vertigo. down dog, yeah. downward no. dog. Downward dog. There you go. The downward dog. Jojo does that shit every time he gets off the couch. He does a downward dog. <laughs> he gets down. He goes. Oh, yeah. He stretches out. I wonder if that's why they got there. the name. That is why they got the name. <laughs> All right. Enough babbling from us. It's time right. for news with Stewart. Yeah. Top Shelf Weekly Update with Stuart Wells. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your Top Shelf Weekly Update. I am Stuart Wells, and I titled our first story tonight simply, Kansas Sucks. Not Kansans, so don't mistake it, just Kansas. Because a Pennsylvania company is asking a federal court to return about $166,000 in proceeds from cannabis sales in Missouri that was seized by law enforcement in Kansas as the cash was on its way to Colorado, right? That's too much money to lose. The U.S. Attorney's Office for Kansas filed the civil asset forfeiture case last month in the U.S. District Court in Wichita. Federal prosecutors claim the money is subject to forfeiture because the alleged violations of a U.S. law against manufacturing and distributing substances that still fall under the Schedule I categorization. The driver of the van, however, has not thus far been charged with any federal crimes in Kansas, shown in U.S. District Court records. Drug Enforcement Administration Special Agent Bryson Wheeler, who is stationed in Kansas, wrote the affidavit detailing the allegations of the case. The approximately $165,620 in cash was seized by Dickinson County Sheriff's Deputy Kalen Robinson, sir, during a May 18th, sorry, that's just how I see him, during a May 18th traffic stop near I-70, near the I-70 near the Abilene exit. The money was in a Ford Transit van owned by Imperial Logistics. Robison first pulled the van over for an unspecified traffic violation, according to the affidavit. The driver told the deputy that she was a Denver-based employee of Imperial Logistics and had been tasked with transporting... 
Oh, sorry, I lost my place there. Transporting cash from cannabis dispensaries in Kansas City, Missouri, across Kansas to a credit union in Colorado. I guess it wasn't shut the fuck up Friday because she just gave them everything, but whatever. The driver came to Missouri and collected money from multiple state cannabis dispensaries. The DEA had surveillance on her the whole time. Before pulling her over in Kansas, where law enforcement then seized five bags of cash, a drug dog later alerted to the odor of cannabis coming from the currency. So that's good. Imperial Logistics is a Pennsylvania-based company. In court records, the company's lawyers dispute claims that the money was connected to drug trafficking and subject to forfeiture. The Imperial website advertises cash management. The website states, with our targeted technology and profile, eco-conscious armored vehicles, we can save you time and money. Well, you didn't save any money this time, so thanks for nothing. So um, I do hope that the federal government gives the money back because, as we all know, you know, it's cannabis. Somebody's got to die, right? Can you imagine that the, uh, you know, the dispensary guys, like the HR department, calls them up and they're like, yeah, sorry, Jill from Logistics, she's, you know, she's got to go. So anyway, so I hope that all works out. So <clears throat> our next, oh, our next case comes to us very close to home. A company hired by the state, our state, to score applicants for medical cannabis licenses has lost a $28 million lawsuit brought by one of the companies that was negatively affected. In the latest legal fallout stemming from Missouri's medical cannabis program, Wise Health Solutions was sued by GMT Consulting, which had joined a rush of companies seeking a license to sell, grow, or manufacture cannabis products in 2019. When it did not receive a license in 2020, GMT sued, saying that Wise's scoring method was flawed and corrupt resulting in the company not being awarded a license by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. The case eventually went to an arbitrator who found in favor of GMT, saying that Wise, quote, negligently performed its consulting duties for DHH, DHSS, which caused GMT, GMT Consulting LLC to be wrongfully denied dispensary licenses. A Buchanan County judge signed off on the award in July. Now, GMT is in court in Cole County seeking to force the $28 million to be paid out by Wise's insurance company, who, oddly enough, is based out of Illinois. It's just it's quite a web. Um, anyway, Governor Mike Parsons' administration says the decision against Wise Health is not an indictment of the state's scoring system. And DHS, DHSS spokeswoman Lisa Cox said, quote, while DHH, DHSS, I'm sorry, was not involved in that matter, the issue appears to be a terms dispute with an insurance company and a non-execution agreement and not a decision by a court on the merits of scoring. Mocan Trade put out a statement saying, don't even worry about it. GMT was the first company to file a lawsuit against Wise after the scoring revealed the winners and losers in the application process. Wise Health is a Missouri, <clears throat> is, now, now pay attention here, is a Missouri-based venture between a Dallas-based company and a Calif Calif California-based Oaksterdam University. 
We've all heard of Oaksterdam U at one point or another in our cannabis tenure, I would assume. If not, they are an institution that provided, quote, boot camps to coach would-be applicants to open up cannabis businesses. The scoring process was designed to be blind, meaning that identifying information of applicants is stripped from the forms, so the scorer only judges based on the quality of answers provided. The concern raised by lawmakers and losing applicants is that the Oaksterdam coached clients may have used specific wording in their applications that won them preferential treatment by scorers. Rejected applicants have complained that WISE assigned different scores for some applications that were similar to winning applicants. The way I see it, and I guess I'm not exactly, I don't know if I'm fully updated on the process of this because I assume that once this uh, judgment was awarded that the appeals process started right away. It says they're in court trying to get the insurance company to pay. So scenario one, I see appeals drawn out for a long time. Scenario two, insurance company could pay out, but I don't know how many, uh, how many negligence cases an insurance company would pay out before WISE became uninsurable. So I will be keeping an eye on this and bringing the updates right here to you. And our last story tonight is actually good news for us, for all of us watching most likely. Americans would rather live in states where cannabis is legal than those that continue to criminalize consumers. But that is according to a new survey, yay, thank you, published on Monday by the real estate company Redfin. Among those who recently moved to a new metro area, 46% said they prefer to reside somewhere cannabis is fully legal, compared to just 22% who want to live in a place with prohibition still in effect. And the remaining number that I don't have here, they just didn't care. So the share of those who like legal cannabis jurisdictions includes more than 1 in 10 residents who say they would only consider living in places where cannabis can be legally purchased. The survey, which involved 1,023 U.S. residents who moved to a new home during the 18 months prior to answering the question in August, also asked about other <coughs> preferences, but we don't care about those. If you're down with cannabis, come on. Prior analysis, including the one published this year that uses data from online real estate marketplace Zillow, has shown that cannabis legalization is associated with higher property values. Home values increased $6,338 more in states where cannabis is legal in some form compared to states that have not legalized. So I'll say it, I've said it before and I'll say it again, is there anything that cannabis cannot do? First off, it makes cool cannabis people want to move here so that just, you know, makes the cannabis fan bigger, and it brings up the value of our homes. So, cannabis, mic drop. That's all I got. Thanks. All right. Get your dab. Yeah. yeah, there he is. What's up, everybody? Oh my God! What about that news, man? Right. Good man. God. Nothing what about Kansas? 
I know. Man, you know. They were just waiting for them. I'm so glad I don't live in Kansas anymore. They right? were they were waiting for them to do legal stuff in Missouri and then cross over that line. But just so, I, I don't know, just that story in itself is just, it just tells a lot about what's going on because, I mean, we've got, they're having to send cash to other states and other places like it's, uh, like it's pre-legalization, you know? That's just... Yeah. That sucks. All right, don't forget what's changed. Oh, does, no, no one knows what's changed. It, it was no. not the commercial. Yes, that is a new commercial, but it was not the commercial. I already saw someone say that. No one no, will set here ever yeah. get this. No one Let me will see. Get I'm looking. You guys are gonna I, as soon as I give, say... You guys are going to have to give us <laughs> a prize because we stump <laughs> you. You won't get it. Oh, man. Nope, nobody's got it. it yet. All right, so... <laughs> Man, let's just keep going. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've seen like one that's close, but no cigar. Yeah. But anyway, so then, you know, if it's the old days, you send somebody with $160,000, they're supposed to take it back somewhere, you know, they're, they, right. and they lose it. They better oh, just yeah. get it. They better just go on. Yeah, right. Live in oh. the woods from then on out. I think we have one. Yeah. Got to be more specific. Yeah, I was going to say. Got to be more specific. Gosh darn it. That was. Got to be more specific. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways. I, I still give y'all a lot of credit. Y'all are smart, man. Uh, but, so I wonder, only 166000 You wouldn't. I mean, I know that's what, a lot, but from a dispensary. $166,000? What they, was transported? They might be doing it on the daily. It was right, It was from several dispensaries. How much, right. how much was in the van that they didn't catch? Right. <laughs> exactly. How much was there in tires, <laughs> That's man. right, dude. They sent uh, the 160000 through land. so they could get the $5 million right behind it. <laughs> right. I like that. Right. That's yeah. good. <laughs> that's right, Dave. Oh, good man. You, nobody's pulling the, pulling the oh wool over God. Dave's eyes. Nope, nope. Nobody fools Dave. Man, no, but that's true. Yeah, that's all. In the, you know, in they the, might start if not. Like, well, shit. We're, if we're gonna have to protect our money like that, they might have to start thinking like criminals. Yeah, you know. You know that, right? and that's the problem, man. Is that the more you regulate shit, the more crime you you know create. You right. know, well, yeah, you create you criminals. In, so, uh, but yeah, I want to jump back on here real quick, man, because. Uh, I didn't quite get everything out here, so we're talking about pH in the soil. Here, Jojo. Jojo's here. having troubles here. over here. His, his bed's shoved back where he don't like it, so there you, you go, know Jojo. we got to help Jojo out. Hey, poor guy. Go lay down, buddy. There you go, there buddy. You go. All right, he's his bed's right. fixed. Jojo's have happy. some dab smoke, buddy. Jojo's happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a contact. Yeah, go go get rest. Medicated there contactually. Is. Is that how you say that? <laughs> contactually. Totally. Contactually. It sounds good. We're not doctors. Contactually might not be. Contractually. Contactually might not be an actual word. I'm not but I don't even know anymore. I would be honored if they put contactually in the Webster's What's dictionary. The, what is your definition? He's getting medicated contactually. Contactually. I just used it in a sentence. What more do you want? A definition. <laughs> Contactually, you know, by contact, yes. man. by contact, Ga gaining, <laughs> gaining inebriation by contact. I like it. Yes. <laughs> huh? Michael Davidism. 
What? Michael David Jism? Michael David Jism. Where? What's it say? What do he say? Q-tips are different. Q-tips are different. <laughs> Man. You know what? You're right. And I was going to make the Q-tips are different. One side here. Can you see, Dave? Bring it on in there, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Just bring it in on one side. There we go. Okay, see that side there is pointed, and that side there is round. Yeah. I can't Let me even, bring it over here. I can't even believe that round said the Q-tips. And there. Yeah. See? Okay, so we, we, we did this. We did this. Flip. We did that. We turned them over. Yep. We turned them over. So he got the right answer. Who was it? Man. Michael Davidson. Next week, I'm, uh -huh. moving, I'm moving a piece of dust. David Michael David Chisholm. Oh, 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 oh. Michael yeah. David Chisholm. Okay. Yeah. Cool, dude. You got some artisan and dank. Yes. Alien sugar cookies. And you got cool G-pipe. Yeah, G-pipe. Yeah. It's a glass blunt. And yep. these are good. These actually work. Unlike some we've had in the past that were right. just lame as... All. I guess it's and, a, and an artisan and dank slap. So yes. good job, dude. Yeah, I knew you know, really, dude. There I were mean, some that were close. Yeah, close, a lot, a lot were close, but you know, right. You know, a lot of people guessed something to do with the Q-tip jar, but we wanted to know. I know. I was trying to keep a poker face on too. Every time yeah. I saw something about the Q-tips that wasn't that, I was like, mm. my 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 yeah. poker face, my my <laughs> poker face, yeah. my 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 poker. John face. Sharp says he loves his glass blunt. So nice. Right on, dude. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so Man. that's it. So, all right. So, I was talking about nutrient deficiencies, and we were talking about pH. And the last question you asked me, Zach, was how do you raise the pH in your soil yes. if it's low? Mm -hmm. If I was in organic soil... And yeah. my pH was low it's in the bottom right. of my container. The first thing I'm going to do to raise a pH, there's a few things you can use. Mm -hmm. Baking soda. Right. Or you can use potassium bicarbonate. Okay. Okay. Um, baking soda is soda bicarbonate. Okay. Potassium bicarbonate. Uh, I would almost prefer potassium bicarbonate mm -hmm. um, as to sodium bicarbonate. But it, baking soda is really very gentle on your soil. Okay. But what I would do is if, if my problem was in the bottom of my container, I would set my pot. Well, mine are already setting in trays. Right, in your tray. And I would just feed from the bottom. I would, right. let the, I would let it dry out. I know this goes against all the rules. But if your soil is, if you're, it goes against all the rules for living soil. Right. Okay, now I'm talking about if I'm in organic living soil and I don't want to screw up my microbial life. And then I'll talk about other soils. In, in organic living soil, mm -hmm. you bottom feed. You let, the, you let the medium dry out. And a little bit. Well, about two-thirds dry. Right. You know, you want to let two-thirds of the moisture you don't want it Come to out of there. desert. But. No, you don't want the plant screaming. You right. want it just to be dry so okay. it will suck up water. And then you go from the bottom and you put the about like about a tablespoon per gallon of water of potassium or sodium bicarbonate. Okay. And that will raise that pH 
in the bottom of that soil and it's very gentle on the soil. Right. Okay, you can do that, okay? Now, on the other hand, what if you need to go the other way? Right, you'd do the opposite, you'd use the opposite. Well, way. I mean, really the only way to go the other way would be to um, use vinegar. Really? Vinegar is for, because you're looking to change it fast. Uh, right. Okay, we're not, now if you want to add lime to your soil and wait three or four months for it to change right. the pH of the soil, <laughs> Or whatever, okay. You could be dealing with or three or four weeks, weeks, even. We're trying to change this stuff like with a, within a few days. Okay. Okay. We want to we want to get that soil back to where we're going. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the extreme measures and right. you know the bicarbonates or for going down and mm-hmm. or up and the vinegar for going down. That's your best bet. Now also, okay. if your pH is high up top, uh-huh. we're all a little. Yeah. Re- Feed, uh, feeder roots are at and stuff right. like that, then um, you can water the baking soda in just up the top. top, or you can put in some mulch. Right. Okay. A lot of times, uh, mulch, of mulch is usually really low, and if you if you also you can add just some plain sphagnum peat moss. Mm-hmm. Peat moss is extremely low in pH, and if you top dress some on a high pH situation, mm-hmm. in a few days, if you water down through and you water to run off. Yeah. Then you will you will bring that pH down into the soil. Right. What, what, what's you looking for? What's hanging off the dude picture there? Oh, it's the oh. that's a that's a cone. Yeah, that's cone that, that's for rolling cones. That's, <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's we a had cone people mold. that had to know. Yeah. So oh, I, I was actually <laughs> just putting stuff around, and that was the other day, and I was like, oh, I can just hang that right there for now, and I left it there. I right. forgot about it. So, but yeah, it looks good there, I guess. Yeah, that's a raw cone, cone yeah. mold. You cone roll, mold. roll that was your. That legit though. Cone. That's like brass. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. That's you a can, nice one. You can also. Man. I see a lot of people use them to pack their Fancy. pack their cones with. Too. Right. They're pretty nifty. I need to get me one because I like I like cones. So now, obviously, if you're in hydro, deep water culture, NFT, mm-hmm. ebb and flow, you know, undercurrent, whatever yeah. you're in, and your pH gets off. You can just drip some shit in there and, and check and get your pH where you need to be. Right on. If right. you're in cocoa or if you're growing in soil with salts, like you're growing in Fox Farm uh-huh. and you're using all their nutrient packs or you're growing with, you know, synthetic type nutrients. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. We have the Wheel of Dank. Uh-oh. Time for the Wheel of Dank. We'll yes. get back to this real quick because I got to finish. Yeah. We'll, all we'll right. Bring so up the wheel. we got the Wheel of Dank. Let's spin that sucker. Got some more probably fire genetics to give away here. Who do we? Woo. Nothing like homegrown. Nothing. Like oh, homegrown. dude, what's up? Nothing like homegrown. Got nice. some probably fire genetics. Right. There what's he go. got right yeah, there? Oh yeah, he has got some page. tyrants trop F1 regulars. Yeah, dude, you're gonna love them. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. That's awesome. Lucky. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right back here. So um, you're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. So the soil, okay. If you're just growing in soil, or you're growing in cocoa core, and your pH is off, and your plants are suffering, then you just flush the shit out of it. And when I say that, I mean if you are in a five-gallon pot, Mm -hmm. you pour a gallon or two of water in there, enough to get some good runoff, and let it set for about 20 minutes. That'll give that water moisture in the soil time to saturate everything right. and loosen up the salts and loosen up all the stuff that's in there that you want to get out of there. 
and then you're going to run about another five gallons of water through that plant. Right. Okay. I see. You're literally flushing the at the soil. At, yeah. And you, to do this, you're going to want to set the plant somewhere. Um, you know, there was a situation. I actually rigged up a hot water tank, the the metal pan that goes around the hot water oh, tank. Oh, okay. Rigged good. that up with a hose and ran that out into a drain. Right. So that I could set the plants in there and flush them, and it would let the water run down yeah. the drain. Makes sense. Um, or you put them, some people put them in the shower or whatever. But you you have to let the water run out off out of the plant and carry all that crap with it and get it out of there. <coughs> and then you go back with a nice uh, uh, feeding of your right. regular nutrient schedule at the proper pH. So you know, growing in salts with. Um, Either soil or, or I'm just going right. to say with dirt or with uh, or cocoa, or cocoa is easy that way. Because if right. you get a problem, you just flush it and go back with nutrients. Right. Living soil hydroponics, you change it. Now you're going to check your PPM and your, yeah. you know, to 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 see what's where and your EC to see where everything's at. You having fun, dude? Jojo, what are you tripping on, dude? <laughs> Doesn't have space. Nope, I guess not. He's got it all pulled out for him. He doesn't but... like that table there on his bed. He's tripping. Yeah. Hey, he's... chill, dude. Lay down. There you Gomer. go. There he is. Now he's comfy. Okay. Wow, <laughs> oh, man. man. He was like... He was digging in. He man. was. Yeah, he was digging so in. anyway, yeah, so you flush them and you bring them back to where they need to be. Hydro, you know, <laughs> if your PPM drops... Let's say, let's say you're running at 1,200 ppm and you're in the height of bloom, and your pH shoots up. More than likely, your EC or your ppm will have dropped, and you need to add more nutrients, and that'll take your pH down to where you want it. Usually, if you add more base nutrients or whatever. But right. so we got a Kurt, Curtis Hole asks, um, do you <clears throat> do you flush five gallons through it as fast as it will take it, or periodically? When no, you, so, I start. I leave it every twenty minutes. I put a gallon of water through it. Okay, so it kind of yeah. saturates yep. every gallon. Yeah, every twenty minutes, I because I want to make sure that there are no dry spots in that soil. So I'm gonna about every twenty minutes put a gallon of water through it. Okay, and it's a process, man. But if you want to save your plant, you save your plant. You know, and right. you know, I have also. I have committed soil heresy, oh. and I have flushed my living soil plants, okay? Mm -hmm. I got a toxic situation in there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to flush it out, okay? And right. I will flush the living crap out of my living soil plant, and I will go back in with a top dressing mm -hmm. of worm casting, some compost, probably some mushroom compost, and a nice dry amendment fertilizer and right. put it back in there with Refeed some it. yeah and start over and give it with some microbes and usually in about a week or so it's it's looking right. looking boss man you yeah. know so you can flush living soil and fix the problems in the soil nice. and bring it back okay. if you have time i wouldn't recommend if you have it in time, late bloom there's the keyword yeah i mean if if you're in late bloom you know what if you got a problem and it's killing your late bloom plants and, and, and they're going downhill and you know they need some food and you're in week six or week seven, I mean, you know, flush the shit out of it, mm -hmm. 
pour some iguana juice in there. Yeah, Who right. gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, it's a bottle of nutrient. Don't but, lose you know, everything just because you're trying to right, stay. Yeah. You know, pour some iguana listen. juice in there. Feed the crap out of it after you flush it. Right. Do what you have to do to save your plant. You know, there's you know, there's no harm in that at all. Right. I can reuse yeah. the soil after you it's use iguana your, juice or for your mental health yeah. also. And there's also what is that? BioBiz is a good organic fertilizer. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, uh, I, uh, Damian Green. You know what? We have a special. We have a special yes. event for you guys. We oh, need yeah. to clear the table. We gotta clear the table. We'll bring oh, the table oh, back. No, no, these guys oh, are coming yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We oh. got something special for y'all tonight. We got the. All right, Dave. Give us the dance. Kick guys. it, baby. The dance off. All right. Oh yeah. You know I'm gonna dab. We need the music, it. brother. It's on. There it is. Come on. I'm gonna dab. Yep. We're doing it. Woo! So we're dabbing out with the B-Boys of Halloween. What you do with my uh, thing, man? Got it. They're pretty damn good, aren't they? Yeah. Stewart's over here trying to trip the skeleton yeah. with his phone. Oh. Sorry, buddy. Oh, man. Yeah. Mine takes a little longer to get ready. Get it. We'll oh. wait for you, Stuart. Damn. Appreciate it. I put enough in there to last me. <coughs> Damn, I heard it vibrate. Mm. <coughs> All right, everybody. Yep. <coughs> I think that's a wrap. That yeah. So, uh... <coughs> <coughs> Stay lifted, everybody. Peace Stay out. Lifted. Later. Have a good one. One, two, buckle my shoe. <laughs> Three, four, shut the door. Oh, yeah, baby. Happy Halloween. You got it. Happy Halloween.